8 Creditors Control Why do you think banks loan money? If you are in debt to me, I am the creditor and you are the debtor. I control this relationship. If the debt you owe me is secured by some collateral, I control the collateral. It's all about control. They'll take a loss if in the process they're going to gain some security on the debtor. Bank of International Disputes is the central bank. All US federal, state and county governments are bankrupt. The international creditors for the US have a security interest in all the collateral that the US holds. The international creditors control all the property. A sovereign is someone who controls all their property. If we want to change the condition of international bankruptcy that we are under, what can we do? Clear the debt off the books. The states couldn't secede in the 1850s because they hadn't cleared their debts. If we want to control our property, we must pay off all our debts. If we are taking responsibility as creditors, we are taking responsibility for clearing the debts of the city of Eugene, the county of Lane, the state of Oregon, the U.S. and every other municipal, corporate entity that is in debt within the U.S., if we're only taking responsibility for this nation. If you're willing to pay a really big game, you'll take on the debts of the world. We can fractionalize and multiply our money up to 10x what we're spending in each year. As creditors wanting our sovereignty back, wanting to free our county, our state and our nation, something we can do with these funds we're generating as bankers is to buy off the debt. You can buy off municipal debt by buying municipal bonds, the state's debt by buying state bonds, the nation's debts by buying treasury bonds. If the people of the US held, and controlled, all the debt, all the bonds, and we pay it all off through our ownership of this debt, the international creditors no longer control the US and the people, responsible creditors within the US pull the levers in determining what we're going to do with our government funding. Whatever our vision is. If we fractionalize our money and become the source of all the funds, the Fed becomes a tool, just like any bank. We control the property, not the banks. Acquisition on a car loan of $50,000. You signed a promissory note along with the application creates a $50,000 asset and a corresponding $50,000 in interest or liability in a deposit account. Signing the promissory note is just like endorsing a check. Is the dealership paid when you deposit the promissory note? No. The lender bank has to issue an instrument to the dealership to pay off the car. They're withholding $50,000 in interest from this account and there's a new asset, the instrument that was issued on your credit per your authorization to pay the dealer. The acquisition is on instrument that paid the dealership, offsetting the balance, a $50,000 credit closes the account. If you had made $5,000 in payment, you have a $5,000 credit in the account. You should get a check from the bank for $5,000. If the bank doesn't properly balance the account, send them a presentment including a photocopy of the 1099A and a 1099INT for the interest you've paid in on that and a clear set of instructions. I've now acquired the asset and the interest that was issued to the car dealership, thereby closing the account. Please acknowledge closed account within 30 days or I will file a suspicious activity report with the IRS, 3949A. Got a $5,000 frivolous filing fee from IRS. Make a money order out of the coupon and send it back. Don't detach. Write payable to the US Treasury put tax year, tax form and amount enclosed. Tax period December 31, 2007, 1040. $5,000 tax ID is already on there but put it again. TIN, 12345678 also, write money order. A statement in red in upper right corner, accepted for value, exempt from levy, date, exemption number 123,456,789, signature in blue or red, on a black line underneath of which you write authorized representative. Signature in blue on a black line underneath of which you write authorized representative. 
two signatures. Put the same statement on the top half of the page. Better to write than to stamp. You can send it certified, it doesn't have to be registered. Send a 1040 volt payment voucher whenever you do a money order. These work well with the IRS, not as well with the states. Do an acquisition. Usually you write the if text in red and sign in blue. This is a staff, contractually, it is a contractual administrative provis. If a utility or any other account is established, 90% of the time you start the account with an SSN and a signature. Anyone with an SSN is already entered into the DTC. Generally, you have to be a member of the DTC to access that account. The DTC exists on both the public and the private side. To get into the DTC on the public side, you use the SSN, on the private you use the bond hash on the back of the SS card. In order to pay things, you have to be a member and on the private side of the DTC, you are using asset money units to offset liability money units and zero the account. If you attempt to pay things by going to the public side, whatever you're paying with has to go through an SEC agent to exchange the securitized funds with what they say they want, US dollars currency, public funds. If you're a member of the DTC and you write and circulate the instrument through the DTC, they debit your asset account, they wire the funds to the customer without going through the SEC broker. They are private asset funds to set off and zero out the public liability account. If you write an instrument and pass your instrument into the public, without being a member of the DTC, those funds cannot discharge the account you're paying except that they go through a licensed security broker. By the time they go through him and come back, they are liability funds so they don't zero the account, they replace one debt with another, an ovation. That's why the utility company keeps coming after you for payment, you're not in the private. On the public side, you cannot pay it, all you can do is broker an exchange by contract, private to private. So, first you have to deal with the CFO of the corporation in a private contractual exchange, not by sending these instruments through the accounts receivable public window of the company. Accept for value and return for value is used for an account you do not want to terminate, like a utility. Accept for value and return for value for settlement and closure is used for accounts you do want to terminate, like a house mortgage or payment on a vehicle or an IRS statement on a tax year. Where is the contract between you and the utility company which authorizes you to turn their coupon into a money order? Your signature and SSN on the application when they open the account. They give you services and then send you a credit for everything you consumed last month. Would you like to use the credit? When you pay with a check on an open account you respond to one liability with another, innovation, you abandon your credits and they are in control of the utility, not you, you never really pay your bills. The DTC held the credits so the utility company had to go there to settle their accounts. When you abandon your credits, the CFO of the utility company can file a 1099A and then the utility company gets paid twice. There's no sense letting a good credit go to waste. Where is the other contract that allows the utility company to go access your credits at the DTC? HJR 192, which was only offered to living people in private. If you accept the credits on the statement, you are authorizing the party that sent you the statement to access the DTC under HJR 192, to access these credits to stop the obligation. That's pure contract between you and the company. HJR 192 is the treaty between the company and the DTC. There's no money involved. There's just agreements. If you do anything funny with these negotiable instruments, like pay to the order of or without prejudice or postage stamps, you void the contract by mixing it with commercial process. Commercial then oversteps the contractual. If you're not a member of DTC, don't do commercial or postal, do contractual processes. Nobody can interfere with a contract. 
Since those contracts exist, stay in the contract realm. You don't need UCCs or sovereign documents. You don't need anything other than a contractual relationship with whatever party sent you the statement. Your straw man comes under HJR 192 in the background and this is true for anyone who has a birth certificate, a social security card and a contract with whoever is providing the services, as long as you stay within the realm of contract. You take the original documents they sent you, accept them and send them back. Make copies for yourself so you've got your own records. Date your, buy, signature on the acceptance. The exemption hash is the bond hash on the back of the SS card, the capital letter, AL, and eight digits, not the SSN. The acceptance is at a 45 degree angle on the face of the statement. That's all you do to the top statement. Separate the statement which gives the credits from the coupon or voucher down below. On the coupon or voucher, you tell them how much, of the credits, you are authorizing, probably the whole amount. Sign the coupon on the lower right as the drawer or the authority, authorized representative or AR behind or underneath the signature, to allow them to deposit this. There's no money involved. Don't say pay to the order of anyone on this. On the back of the coupon, rotated 90 degrees counterclockwise, sign along the top edge, like endorsing a check. The endorser is the party who is responsible and liable on the instrument. Since living people acting through their authorized representative are the only ones that have credits at the DTC, you have to be the endorser authorizing them to use those credits. Do not qualify the signature on the back in any way. Don't put agent or without prejudice, etc. On your own private envelope, private and confidential, underneath the return address to the left, at a 45 degree angle, and attention, CFO across the back flap of the envelope, attention, CFO. The CFO, licensed in an ACH transaction, will go to his computer. If both parties in the ACH transaction are licensed then they can use the ACH electronic transfers which means the CFO is communicating directly with the private side of the DTC. When he types in the numbers, he gets asset funding from the DTC, circumventing the registered, licensed SEC broker who was converting your asset into a liability, and weakening the dollar. You can register yourself with government forms so that they can identify you as a private banker using your exemption number, which takes away the presumption that it is being used incorrectly or by the wrong party. If they send you a statement without a coupon, create a mirror of what they sent you. Photocopy it, print coupon or voucher at the top of the photocopy. At the bottom left, put your nine digit Fed, routing hash space, account hash, eight digit bond hash. If they don't credit this account the first time, the only process you do is the next time you send that back on the account which was not credited, put a FAR GSA Form 28 affidavit with it. An affidavit in commerce that is notarized and sworn to converts the instrument contract to law by the witness of the affidavit. Form 28 keeps it in contract. If you put a 91 with it, it converts it from contract to commerce, which is not what we're trying to do. In Admiralty, anything in a box is not there, so be careful about drawing boxes. Same with parentheses or brackets. Anything in parentheses or brackets is not there even on government forms. In court, the judge, the reporter, the jury and the plaintiff and defendant are all on different levels and in their own boxes. Entering the bar is entering a box. Anything in red is private. We don't have real money anymore, we're not trading legal title, only equitable title, interest in something. Assets can't be traded because we're bankrupt. We're only exchanging interest liability in the public. FRNs are promises to pay, debt in the private, their payment in Disneyland public. Every court case is a trust. Who makes a claim, to compel performance, only in equity, admiralty, not common law, in a trust, the beneficiary plaintiff. The defendant is the trustee, it's not always good to be the trustee. 
The trustee has to fulfill his duties to make sure that the beneficiary gets what he deserves. In Admiralty, the courts compel performance of the trustee. An invoice can be a claim in public, at least get a verified claim, signed under penalty of perjury. Dates OI ding a checking account, use the last statement date in December, date of lender's acquisition or knowledge of abandonment. Acquisition on a car loan, the date you signed out an abandonment doesn't close the account, acquisition can. If you can't get the ein hash of a bank leave it blank, IRS knows how to get it. On the 1040, deductions only come out of your non-interest income, WS, 1099 miscellaneous. Lines 8A, total of interest income from Schedule B, and 64, total withholdings, are the only lines that change doing OITs, and whatever those lines change. OIT is normally treated as the payment of interest. From IRS, any party issuing a financial instrument with OID must issue an information return or Form 1099 OID. Banking has nothing to do with labor or the purchasing of goods. It matters that you're banking and creating an asset. That's what you're reporting. IRS doesn't tax you on your labor, they tax you on your banking. Bank accounts never close. They're used for stuffs and adjustments. When you close the circuit, by closing the account, that's when the money flows. To get an IRS transcript to find out if you have liens, do a 4506T up to four years at a time with each form. You can use multiple forms. When you're sending copy B of 1099A, you want it to get to accounting department, don't send it to the payment processing center. Send it to the headquarters of the corporation with a statement at the bottom of the envelope, important federal tax documents enclosed. Oh, 09 Quantum Language Quantum language is scientific and clear, it is not dependent of judicial or other interpretation. In the US code there are 30 definitions of United States. United State could be adverb verb, adjective noun, etc. For the last 10,000 years, mankind has been creating fictions with the adverb verb use of the language. Judicial discretion may be something like interpreting a phrase based on some previous interpretation of that phrase. A judge who may be doing a review of a pleading or evidence could take judicial discretion in interpreting what you're saying. If you're just stating adverb verb all over the page, you're not stating any facts, you're fictionalizing your speech. Spoken language is always fiction, to plus two equals four. How do we overcome our fictional use of the language? In any language, a noun can be clearly identified in a statement only when it comes at the end of a prepositional phrase after an article, preposition article noun. Verbs don't exist. Noun equals no, no equals yes. Prepositions, for, of, with, by, in, on, as. Avoid under, over, certain words by their structure and nature nullify what you're trying to do especially if you're seeking to speak truth. For equals cause. Of equals effect. With equals possession. By equals authority. As equals in the capacity of. In. Be careful of using behind, above or below, because a judgment is being made about position which may be open to interpretation. Every noun that you want to distinguish is such as best put at the end of a propositional phrase. Articles, this, the, a, our. Using the, a, this, the respondent, the defendant, etc., keeps you separate and distinct from the claim. Be careful with my, your, mine as you join with and or are identified with a fiction. Say this claim rather than my claim. For the United States of the American Republic. Preposition, article, compound noun, preposition, article, noun. United is past tense so I am still fictionalizing my language. Can this be true in now time jurisdiction, and if not, when is it true? Union states, one definition in the US code, rather than United States is better. North American Republic is better than just American Republic. 
more clarity and it's now time jurisdiction. Every law that's written has the word shall which is always in the future. When is it actually enforceable? If a fact is not in the now time jurisdiction, is it ever a fact? If it's always in the past or the future it's a fiction. Every statement that uses past and future tense words, place the statement outside of the now and the statement is never true. What is in the now is true no matter when I read it. See PDF, Mastery of the Universal Legal Technology. Everything that comes into the court is in fiction language, so the judge is always interpreting. Where are you putting adverb-verb fictions? And how is he interpreting those fictions? One of the most important things in a pleading or a contract or a trust is your definitions. Anything you want legally binding, you want an extensive definition section. Judges and international litigators are learning quantum language. They have already been working with this for a decade. Within a decade it will be the standard. There will be a rewriting of all contracts, constitutions, treaties, etc. Already, all international treaties are written in quantum language. Quantum language is being used to restructure the entire world's economic system, on all the bonds, all the instruments being passed. This will probably never be a public language, because they don't want you to know this language. Learn to structure your claim in quantum, now time language. Brandom already has a claim of life, the equivalent of a birth certificate in this language. Be mindful that when Brandon writes Brandon, he is unaffected by everything that comes after. If he wanted to associate what comes after with Brandon, if he wanted to make Brandon responsible for whatever comes after in the statement, it would be the last thing in the statement after the preposition by. It creates accountability and responsibility. Describe the action by the defendant, not the defendant did this. Brandon must drive his brother home. There is no guarantee that Brandon is a noun because there is no preposition. It can be adverb verb or Adjective adverb verb. This statement is fictional in many ways and completely up to interpretation. Rather, for the driving of the claimant's brother to the claimant's house is with the duty of this claimant by this claimant. Contract equals contract charter vessel. The name or subject at the beginning disqualifies the name from being attached to the statement following. On the other hand, putting your name at the front indemnifies you from everything that follows. Judges know this and look for this. The Kingdom of Hawaii claimed their sovereignty from the United States via a quantum language claim with a quantum language constitution. Some of their compound nouns, separated by hyphens, are 10 words long, subcategorizing, very specific. The international courts recognize them. Why are they still a state? They haven't paid their debts, they haven't discharged all the debts of the state of Hawaii. David Wynne Miller, SP, speaks and writes quantum language. An important factor of quantum language now time language is that the only verbs are is and are, which show action or volition. Volition equals will in action. Oh, authority, authenticity, autograph gold. Every word is related to every other word. By design or infinite wisdom. How we put what letters in what order defines the word. Infinite wisdom is in all the movies, all the songs, reverse speech, clearly defining nouns. Noun equals no no equals yes. Neither this nor that. Pronoun is a triple negative so don't use pronouns. They don't have a clear-cut definition. The US Constitution is full of adverb verbs and pronouns. Nothing is clearly defined. Colons and hyphens are hieroglyphics, representing prepositional phrases. Colon Brandon Alexander, Adams is a way to write the name so that it is a noun, is a known. For the Brandon Alexander of the family Adams. Don't write your name like this unless your entire document is in quantum language. Tilde 1, volition number 1, takes it out of being a mathematical object, and makes it into a noun position. Creditors can use this language to state a superior, claim upon which relief can be granted. 
Any statement written in quantum language structure, prepositional phrases, has the same meaning in any language on the earth and it's provable backwards and forwards. Quantum language doesn't use negatives, i.e. for the this is not for the that. For the driving of this car is with the knowledge of the driver. For the driver of this car is with the knowledge of the driving. For the knowledge of the driver is with the driving of this car. Zero equals conjunction, and, or, one equals adverb. Two equals verb. Three equals adjective. Four equals pronoun. Five equals preposition. Six equals article. Seven equals noun. Eight equals past tense. Nine equals future tense. To ask questions, put though, only verb, is or are, in the front of the statement. We've used adverb verb fictions for 10,000 years. Hawaiian, and some other native languages are in quantum language structure. Notes from language codes by R. Neville Johnston Neg. Patterning. Should equals infer someone is wrong. Use could or just delete. Wait equals gratis meditation equals to listen, access PT to fulfillment, but equals negates all proceeding, use cancel or delete. Karma equals quid pro quo not necessary if lessons are remembered. Use excuse me and choose to change effortlessly. Try equals use intend or attempt can equals want. Need slash one equals use create or I choose. I think equals use I feel or I know or delete it accident slash coincidence slash mistake equals use synchronicity learn equals use remember. All is known dot work equals use creation play. Seem slash appear equals allow for change of perception or position I take. Hope equals affirmation of doubt. Faith equals knowing all is perfect. Neg. Concepts know right or wrong. Know them. Only us. Guilt is about what should have been done. Procrastination is thinking about work deadlines. Use a switch between planning and doing. Thought efficiency quotient equals number of thoughts required to accomplish a task. Repeated thoughts add up to a lot of wasted time. Anger equals missing info, fear, signals a time for change. Unresolved anger becomes addiction equals anesthesia. Hatred is a reflection of something I don't like about me. What we hate. We recreate until we love it. Aggression equals the mentality of lack rather than abundance. Fraud it equals thoughts outside of the herd mentality that create fear therein. Own that I am genuine regardless. Fear equals fiction, thinking about a dark future. Present tense of guilt. Guilt equals past tense of fear. Fear drains life force. Controller slash bullies slash authorities are given my energy by my choice for not owning knowing my own control and authority. Defying authority acknowledges it is greater than my own. It is created externally when not present within me. It is shared. Making someone wrong makes me wrong. Everything is perfect in the now. Self-control equals universal control. Love functioning equals inside creates your outside. Fear functioning equals outest creates your inside. Fear equals separation, inadequacy, sadness, anger, depression, loneliness. Hatred, greed, envy, lust, frustration, embarrassment, confusion, apathy equals all our fear masked as a false emotion. Dismiss fear and energy returns to me. Fearlessness is not stupidity. Comparing myself is to be a debtor slash defendant. Evolution through remembering and sickness. In order. 1. Knowing by spirit grace. 2. Knowing by brain mind. 3. Knowing by body, mostly pain. Sometimes joy, agony opens the mind to solutions. Pain slash disease from pancreas equals overindulgence lungs equals no life love, resentment. Chronic pain anywhere equals refusal to remember a lesson. Lower back pain equals trying to please others. Neck pain equals defying authority. 
brain slash nerves equals refusal to change cold equals body demanding downtime. Body malfunction equals some sort of forgetting slash amnesia. Tension equals misplaced attention. Sicknesses from unhealed trauma in my past. Judging anything including germs causes them to stick to me. Skeptic equals doubtful. I choose arbitrary grace and allow for change by using seem or appear instead of creating negative distinctions. Energy theft methods, victimhood, one poor me two the elitist three the interrogator four the intimidator resistance equals what I resist will persist. Positive patterning effortlessness slash allow equals replaces willful self-love equals discipline equals intention. No removes me from others fear, negative opinions. Yes equals for discerning generosity. Safety and trust are only within me. Power equals ability to beam love in response to any stimulation. Imagination equals focus from source. Responsibility equals ability to respond from abundance. Intimacy equals intimacy. Intelligence equals ability to recognize and seize opportunity. A good plan equals detachment from a certain outcome. Time equals focused consciousness. In a universal system of measurement, all reality is based on a sphere. Every circle has degrees and minutes, 21,600, of arc. It is 21,600 nautical miles around the Earth. Light decelerates in the presence of a field by 144,000 minutes of arc slash grid second. This creates appearances, the inverse creates gravity. The volume of a tetrahedron, pyramid underscore relates directly to 144,000. Pyramid inches are related to grid measurement. Signature equals no nature. Simulation autograph equals real authentic, author, authority, authorize, gold. When Jack Smith talks about sending in a money order, asset, or a 1040 volt, he's talking about offsetting the liability of the funds of your return. If you reported $100,000 in income, that means there was $100,000 of liability out there because of your actions. Brandon is aligned with the idea of offsetting public liability. However, if what we're doing is identifying and declaring the abandonment of our interest and reporting the withholding of our interest and then claiming a return of the interest, the process of claiming a return completes the circuit and removes the liability. A 1099A, 1099OID and 1040 do what that money order did. The return isn't taxable, nor does it create a liability. You can pay your brother's debts, but you can't claim his interests. Private bonds aren't meant for the public.10 Admiralty. The Admiralty Extension Act extended the jurisdiction of Admiralty Inland. Read why we are in Admiralty Jurisdiction. Though they hate to admit it, all states have Admiralty Jurisdiction in all of their courts. Blue and gold are typically Admiralty colors. Admiralty is a very powerful place to be in when you're dealing from in the private to the public. It's where you want to be when you're protecting private rights, private trusts, foreign trusts, etc. because it puts you outside of the democracy. Staples are a temporary binding. Whenever you submit document, the staples are removed and those documents are not necessarily associated with each other anymore. Everything in a democracy is a statutory codification of the principles of admiralty. Salvage law is where IRS gets its 36-month period testing period on the abandonment or acquisition of secured property. Patriots often fight for Article III courts, trial by jury, etc. with the position that something is wrong, but we're in a special maritime jurisdiction. When the federal government created federal citizens and you volunteered to be U.S. vessels, you agreed to be bound by these principles of the law of the sea. Anything can be a vessel, even your documents that you place into the public or use in contract. Our bodies are vessels, human bags filled with seawater. In the Bible, women are described as the weaker vessel. It's not common practice anymore, 
but title documents in the 40s were transmitted with documentary stamps on the document itself to transition that vessel through admiralty. All pleadings, court filings, letters to IRS or any government agency should be on X14 bond paper. Admiralty doesn't recognize halves, 8 half is okay, should be a flag in the upper left-hand corner of the vessel, and on the back as well, a stamp in the upper right-hand corner, and on the back as well, with signature and date through it, you're acting as the postmaster general for the authorization of that document to move through commerce, admiralty, autograph of claimant, libelant, on the back as well as wherever it may be on the front. This form has administrative authority under the APA. This format should always be used when you are sending from the private to the public. We're all postmaster generals. 8 half x 11 paper is legally defined as a correspondence. The entire vessel is under the jurisdiction of your flag. They use the military, democracy, gold fringed flag in the public courts, 3x5 on documents. A Puerto Rican vessel in dry dock during a state of war. We use a non-gold fringed 1x1.9 flag, of the Republic. The vertical civil flag is not the flag of the Republic. All administrative agencies have a degree of immunity when operating in civil jurisdiction. They are a private party when you state a case in Admiralty, flag, seal, 8 half x 14, etc. You can form a libel claim against anyone. They are now a private party. You can bring it to any court. All courts, internationally, hear cases on Admiralty. The one document that is always included in a notary's witness to procedure is a bill of lading, proof or certificate of service. The bill of lading carries with it the liability of the vessel, the claim. The notary signs on as the carrier, a public vessel, as opposed to the shipper. The bill of lading lists an inventory of everything being carried on the vessel. Our paperwork is cargo. Shea Foreign Sovereignty Immunity Act. Public Vessels Act waives immunity of the government or government agents. The bankrupt are not legally competent to conduct their affairs. Our postal system is the foundation of the democracy. The post office and judicial courts were established before the seats of government. All the bankruptcies have no effect on the solvent post office. Communication has a higher value than government itself. Post Office and International Postal Union, Form 1874. The EPU stamp of choice was the $1 fox with no box, but they're not available anymore. You want to use stamps without boxes when you're remaining in the private and autographing and dating across it as a private mail carrier. The box can be broken on any stamp by drawing two 45-degree angled lines through it. Certified mail is a benefit-slash-privilege in the democracy. Registered mail is private. Judges' paychecks are signed by the Port Authority. Slash every court is a Puerto Rican vessel in dry dock. One of the 30 definitions of the United States is a trust that was established in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is a tax-free zone. The declaration is a document in Admiralty signed on the back and carried to the King by Ben Franklin, the first Postmaster General. The PO is solvent. The only asset-backed currency in the US are postal money orders. You're actually subtracting from the public debt by purchasing postal money orders. The PO accepts payment for MOs only in cash or debit cards. Canadian currency actually says promissory note on it. The only way to get a vessel released in admiralty law is by posting a bond for double the amount of the damages caused by the vessel. You could bring in a surety bond replacing yourself as the surety. Handing over title to the vessel is just as good as handing over the vessel. You get out of a criminal proceeding only by signing three bonds, a bid bond, GSA 24, payment bond, GSA 25, and performance bond, GSA 25B. They pay your debt to society. 11 surety and escrow. There are no problems without solutions. Read modern money mechanics again. Read the surety, endorsement, security and escrow PDFS.
Surety, a person who is primarily liable for the payment of another's debt or the performance of another's obligation, a primary obligation, not conditioned on another's default. A surety is different than an insurer in that a surety often receives no compensation for assuming liability. A surety differs from a guarantor who is liable to the creditor only if the debtor does not meet the duties owed to the creditor, a secondary obligation. The surety is directly liable. A cosigner on a loan is a guarantor, not a surety. The states were guarantors of the Constitution, jointly and severally. When you walk into a courtroom and there is a U.S. fiction on trial, you're the surety for that fiction. A bond can be a surety. Endorsement, into or onto the back dorsal. Authority. Endorsement, behold, an observation, the back. No authority. Winston Shrout said that the Department of Homeland Security is where they hold the debts, escrow, when you put a coin in a vending machine, the owner of the vending machine is the escrow agent until you punch either a product or the coin return. With these two forms alone, you can actually get the note back on your house and all the funds back. On the back of the note is in special, endorsement by the CFO of the bank, monetizing your note, showing that it is a deposit instrument just like a check. Standard from 28, Affidavit of Individual Surety, an affidavit in a form, very powerful document, not to be taken lightly. Instructions. 3-hour reporting burden, fill it out correctly the first time, or they'll come back and charge you for the clerk's lost time. They'll research every little piece of information you put in there. Correctly filled out, these forms make things happen immediately, within a week. Government contract, anything other than a private agreement between two private people who are not relying on their U.S. citizenship for limited liability in the performance of that contract. In other words, just everything is a government contract. 2. No corporation, partnership or other unincorporated association, i.e. trust or anything that's not a corporation or a partnership, or firm, as such, is acceptable as an individual surety. An association is just two or more coming together to do something. Originally the Union of States was an unincorporated association. Then they created the corporation through the Constitution. Then, in the 1860s they created a federal corporation. This affidavit is an affidavit of surety. A bond is a security. Bond, an obligation, a promise, a written promise to pay money or do some act if certain circumstances occur or a certain time elapsed. 3. U.S. citizenship is an individual requirement. 4. All signatures must be originals. Certified copies of POAs, private agreement, if for others, a notary can certify copies of power of attorneys. Read Section 5 of the Securities Act of 1933. Attorney in fact is the maker. Attached bond is the optional Form 91. These two forms can get the original note and all the funds back, mortgage gone, property reconveyed. Most likely you'll name the bank if dealing with a mortgage. If improperly used, people have gone to jail using these forms. Get them out with Forms 24, 25 and 25 and Form 28, necessary for any of these forms, what's a bond without any surety? Worthless. Public officers, judges, attorneys, process servers, cops, clerks, bailiffs, licensed contractors, etc. all have bonds. Only the representative of the defendant doesn't have a bond. If he did, he wouldn't be standing there, the bond would be. Here, discharge this defendant's liabilities. That's what their bonds do. Creditors hold their public officials accountable. Winston Shrout liquidated a bond on a sheriff, create an affidavit of obligation, presented through a commercial process, with certification through a third-party witness, notary, and liquidate. Remember always to state a claim upon relief can be granted. If they are damaging the public, you're a party to it. 
statutes of limitations only exist in statutory jurisdictions. If you have a UCC1 claim on someone, the only way they can get it released is by trial by jury. You'll bring your evidence to the trial and that's all you'll need. Your security agreement shows they're liable. The stories aren't relevant. Every US citizen, capital unit of production, a resource, is bonded for $10 million. If you're not commercially productive, you're worth more dead than alive. Optional Form 90 is only for those truly responsible. Then you're off the grid, no more property taxes. Forms 28 with 90 and 91 equates to a lodial title. Indians can get their property back. Optional Form 91, release of personal property from escrow, can be used for getting rid of a mortgage, a car loan debt, a credit card debt, a court case. These forms can be used for up to three years after the property had been lost. First, no I, whereas, straw man. U.S. Government Contract Number, SSN, second, whereas, I, straw man. Warrant, warranted, a document conferring authority, especially to pay or receive money. To guarantee the security of realty or personality or a person, to give warranty of title, to promise or guarantee, to justify, to authorize. Form 28 is what makes you a duly authorized, warranted contracting officer. One form that will take you completely out of the system is Standard Form 30. 12 Faith, Spirit and Energy Before fiat we had a commodity, specie-based, gold, silver, money system, which is limited. Our current system is based on the faith, spirit and energy of the people, which is unlimited. The hash that's on the bottom left of the money order is an SSN, the public side of your account. Unless you've been granted access and authority by Congress to use that side of the account, you don't have access to that side of the account directly. We're on a blocked credit system, IRS has the authority, that is why we can turn an IRS coupon into a money order. Every social security card issued after 1999 gives you direct access to a Federal Reserve account on the private side, letter in eight digits on the back. Front side of the card is the public side, back is the private, red. The letter represents the Federal Reserve Bank. There are 12 of them, AL. There are book entry routing hash S that go with all of those letters. The account hash is two zeros followed by the eight digits. Two zeros or the hash to the bank? We were writing bonds based on the BC bond. That hash is a public hash and we have to be granted some permission or authority by Congress to access funds through the public side of that hash. Those BC bonds are not as useful as we thought. Whether they can monetize it or not, we can perfect a claim on them based on it, if they don't respond to it. Now you can create instruments that can be monetized. Let's say you wrote a note to stop a debt. According to the UCC, using one debt instrument to pay off an obligation is exchanging one debt for another, which is a discharge. To do a stop, you want to be able to draw funds from the asset side, using the hash on the back of the social security card. X, L1234567A, bond number, so account hash is 00123456780. L equals San Francisco, the routing hash for SF is a 9-digit hash, 1210003740012345678. Get magnetic readable ink for your printer and custom checks from a check printing company through QuickBooks and print custom checks with the routing hash and account hash on there all day long. I would use these private checks only to discharge or stop an obligation. HJR 192, Public Law 73-10, legal title was traded in for allowing the CC of Treasury to stop all your debts and obligations. Pay a credit card with a credit card via credit card checks. 13 Principles and Concepts, April 30, 2009. Interest-bearing checking, accounts are backed by the FDIC, Non-interest-bearing accounts are not. 
The banks are using interest-bearing money so they have to put up an insurance policy on it and they have to charge you a tax for the right to use it. When Brandon refers to interest, 99% of the time he is referring to a claim, in this instance, interest means usury interest. There's $11 trillion that we've created as debtors, and have not claimed back as creditors. All BCs end up at the DTC, where all the assets are held. 14. Creation of money To access the documents, join the Creditors in Commerce Google Group, http colon slash slash groups.google.com slash group slash creditors in commerce, and send a private message to Ryan, humtech at gmail.com, and tell him that you want access to the private network and he will get you access. Money Money Mechanics breaks down how money is created. Money is created and it comes back, this is just banking. The Walker Todd affidavit also explains how money is created. In a bankrupt nation, money of substance can't be used. The only form of money in a bankrupt system is debt. Promises to pay our debt. Getting a refund of funds after you've created funds. I receive a $1,000 check, endorsed it and deposited it. Where did the funds come from that populated my deposit account? My endorsement. Funds don't go from one bank account to another. All that happens is double entry bookkeeping. Whenever there is a debit, there is a credit. My bank, I receive a $1,000 check, endorsed it and deposited it. Assets, $1,000. Liabilities, $1,000, bank's liability but my account balance, $500. Bill, I write bill a check for $500. Assets, $500. Liabilities, $500. Escrow account attached to my account. Assets, $500. Liabilities, $500. Bill's bank ledger's an asset, my bank ledger's an asset, then the Fed ledger's an asset, then the DTC ledger's an asset. An $800,000 promissory note to purchase a house. Buyer's account after signing promissory note. Assets, $800,000 liabilities, $800,000, $800,000. Seller's bank, the authorization for the transaction to seller is from buyer's signature and account. Assets, $800,000. Liabilities, $800,000. Escrow account attached to buyer's account, what buyer's obligation is tied to, assets, $800,000. Liabilities, $800,000 36-month testing period that no one can claim other than buyer. The CFO of the bank also endorses buyer's promissory note. They didn't actually loan the buyer any money, but the buyer did agree to make monthly payments on the security. It's only worth as much as you're going to make payments on it. They bundle others together with it and sell them. The bond rating verified how good the paper is. The bank doesn't make anything until the buyer starts making payments. OID equals redemption value of a debt instrument at maturity, its issue price. $1,000 check redemption value is $1,000, issue price is $0. Step 1, identify and acquire the funds, 1099A, enabling the IRS to grab those funds. Step 2, report those funds as income, so far they've been withheld, 1099 OID. Step 3, make a claim, 1040. 1099A. Borrower's identification hash is the bank sign, the one holding the escrow account. To get their EIN, you can call them, say you're doing a forensic audit, what I want is EIN and name of the bank that sends the funds whenever I initiate a transaction, or send them a W-9, request for taxpayer ID, or noex.com or einfinder.com or the SEC info site, etc. Be aware that there are many American Expresses and corresponding EINs, even the American Express that is holding the escrow account is not the same American Express sign that you send your payments to, it's a servicing company. 
None of Bank of America's cards are from Bank of America. Chances are it's from FRA card services. There are a handful of chases. There is a Target National Bank, Sears doesn't have a bank, they use Citibank South Dakota. Look on the back of the credit card. Also, just because a bank is bought out or acquired by another bank doesn't mean that it went anywhere, it may still be a bank with the same eye. If the account hash changed, probably the bank changed, therefore, two different accounts. Credit reports usually have passed card information. Checking accounts are usually easy. Below that is the account hash, this could be your checking account hash, put the full hash, look at the bottom of your checks. Regarding credit cards, if the account hash changes during the year, it is another account hash and requires another form to account for those funds. Box number one is usually the last statement date of the year or closing statement. Box number two, all funds, I created on that account. Box number four, same amount. 15 accepted for value. A debit in public accounting is the positive entry, a credit is the negative entry. The amount due on a Verizon bill, for instance, is a debit entry, on the public side, it is a credit on the private side, your payments are a credit or negative entry. How you pay that bill determines whether it is a credit or a debit. If you pay it with a debt instrument, you're sending them a debt. Public accounting enters a debit, your payment is a credit. The bill is a private offer. If you were to use a contractual acceptance of that credit, you convert the amount due into a credit. They can use the credit they sent to you as the payment on the obligation. The number on the back of the most recent social security card is for private transactions, whenever you accept for value. Verizon bill or utility bill or credit card acceptance, we don't want them to close the account, it is a recurring billing cycle, so we're not going to add for settlement and closure, we're going to do an acceptance and a return. At a 45 degree angle over the statement portion of the bill, handwrite. Accepted for value and return for value. Exemption, routing hash associated with letter on the back of the SS card, then a space, then bond hash. Date. Buy. Signature. To close account, a bank settlement statement of account, payoff statement on a house or a car, property taxes, county treasurer, can I get a statement for the next seven years? Etc. Add for settlement and closure. Federal Reserve Routing Hash S can change. The letters won't change. There are many routing hash S for each Federal Reserve Bank. You want the single account routing hash that is both book entry eligible and funds eligible. When choosing routing numbers from http colon slash slash www.fedirectory.frb.org slash reserve.cfm, be sure to click on more below the location. Choose the routing number that is eligible, eligible under Fedwire eligibility. On a payment coupon, write in the amount of the payment. Sign in blue in the lower right hand corner flip it over and sign on the back just like you were endorsing a check, no buy. If the coupon doesn't have routing information, Write your routing hash and account hash, same as on acceptance statement, along the bottom left. If a statement does not have a coupon, make a photocopy of the statement. Uff, RFE the original, on the photocopy, put the routing information on the bottom left, cyan lower right, flip it over and endorse it just like a coupon. Your photocopy becomes your payment coupon. CFOs know what to do with it, therefore send this process to the CFO, usually at corporate headquarters. Don't put it in the envelope provided and send it to the payment center. Attention, CFO corporate address. Notary's return address in the top upper left of envelope to get certification of dishonor. Underneath either you or your notary's address at a 45 degree angle, confidential, priority. Find CFOs, Dunn and Bradstreet lets you search by name, dnb.com. Certified or registered. You don't need a CFO when dealing with the IRS. 
send it exactly who they want you to send it to, whoever gets it sends it to Ogden and they know what to do with it. Use the four digits after the first five digits of the zip code. With coupon, send to Atlanta, without coupon, to Ogden. 1040 volt typically includes with any payment you send to the IRS, but Brandon does not know if it is necessary. This process removes or sets off public debt. Get an amount from the county treasurer, CFO of the county, or assessor and pay your property taxes. Prepay for 7 years. Perhaps put settlement and closure on it. Like IRS, each year is a separate account. But are you taking it off the registry? No more fire, sewage, water, etc. One person made private deals with the fire department, police department, the school system, water, sewage, etc. The deal he made with the police was that they could come onto his property only in pursuit of a fleeing felon. He paid the fire department $435 year for their service, it could have been in the form of a bond. Normally, there's always a lien right on your property because you pay your property tax the year after you receive the benefits and privileges, you're always in debt. Prepaying 7 years in advance establishes that you are in control of your property, all existing liens are released. Liens on your property. Grant deed registered in the county. Deed of trust, settle and get a reconveyance of deed, removing that lien. Remove the county and the bank and you control the property in peaceful possession. You wouldn't even have to file a UCC1 or anything else. Same thing on your vehicles, registration is for the previous year's benefits and privileges. Prepay 7 years in advance. Across the seal of the envelope, attention CFO if dealing with the California FTB, go through the CFO, whatever their title. FTB is just like a bank, they're not like the IRS. FTB shares their own with DMV, Department of Corrections, Department of Child and Protective SVCS, etc. The government is subject to HJR 192, not you. All statutes and codes are by contract. You only fall under Title 26 when you have a contract. They'll grab statutes out of Title 18 to charge a person, that's the contract, it may say indictment, but they're making an offer that comes with the conditions of those statutes. There is no law in the court unless you bring it in. You put in your offer or pleading, and that's the law that determines the terms of the case. The judge looks at the contracts. If you bring in a complaint without statutes or codes, there are no contracts or legal basis for your claim for the judge to make a ruling on. On a traffic ticket, the code said nothing to do with you until the cop put it on the citation. From another country, banking in the US. W7, it an individual tax identification number. 1099 OID is the same in almost every country, just that, obviously, the forms and agencies are different. Everything ends up through the DTC. 16 Conditional Acceptance Law equals contract. A court of law is a court of contract. Offer responses. Acceptance, the only way to be an honor. Expressed, I accept. Implied, via performance, if you order off the menu, you agree to pay for your meal. Conditional, a counteroffer, there is no contract until the original offerer has met your terms. Refusal or rejection, dishonor, argument, dishonor. What is signed is only the memorialization of a contract. Motive is determined objectively. I can't hear what you are saying over what you are doing. A frivolous filing charge is an offer. Just after a judgment against him, Bill said I accept, conditional upon proof of claim that there is some kind of money that I can pay this with. He didn't have to pay. His claim was put on top. Whatever you pay your debts with I accept that you're, conditional upon proof of claim that I pay debts slash. Cops are contract enforcement officers. Send me a statement of account showing a zero balance within 10 days. If you don't respond within 10 days to the notary named at address provided herein, the notary will be certifying your dishonor.
which is an implied acceptance to my offer. Or I am in receipt of your letter to offer, dated I accept your offer to contract conditional upon proof of claim that the payment tendered on is not sufficient to settle and close this account and discharge all debts associated with this account. Your response must rebut point for point the attached affidavit, sworn to under penalties of perjury under your unlimited commercial liability that any response other than an affidavit signed under penalty of perjury, rebutting point for point the affidavit attached here to will be considered a frivolous response. Once they don't respond to your notary you have a claim. Merit equals strict legal rights, blacks, quality deserving reward Webster's. The statue in federal court buildings of the blindfolded woman with the apothecary scales held aloft is of Themis, the goddess of law and justice, daughter of Uranus and Gaia, holding a scale to weigh opposing claims. She is not, strictly speaking, interested in justice nor is she blind. She's just there to establish superior claim. Deserve equals have by conduct a claim to. Lachis and estoppel. Lachis equals failure to do the required thing at the proper time, x. Inexcusable delay in enforcing a claim. Webster's. Judges know what they're doing. The government always does it right. If something didn't work, you did something wrong. Find out what it is or rectify it. You've got to make a claim and stand on it. Don't argue. Themis can't see anything but the merits of the claim. All law originates from contract or agreement, therefore law is contract and contract is law. Exclusion of one is exclusion of the other. Once law was sitting on the bench and mercy knelt a weeping. Clear out, he cried, disordered wench nor come before me creeping. Upon your knees if you appear, tis clear you have no standing here. Then justice came. His honor cried, your status, devil sees you. Amicus curi, she replied, friend of court so please you. Be gone, he shouted, there's the door, I never saw your face before. The judge, creditor, hears arguments from two debtors, the game is on. Accept, conditionally, and be a creditor. Understand merit and conduct yourself accordingly. Matthew 5:25. Agree with thine adversary quickly, whiles thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Proverbs 11:15. He that is surety for a stranger shall smart for it, and he that hath suretyship is sure. Sure equals that which cannot be doubted. Arguers can't be very sure. Silence. Tacit acquiescence equals happening without contract but by operation of law. Operation of law equals the manner that rights and sometimes liabilities befall upon a person by the mere application to the particular transaction of the established rules of law without the cooperation or act of the party himself. In common parlance, going to court is synonymous with going to trial. Court equals residence of a sovereign, one definition. When you're sending correspondence back and forth with a CFO, you're in court. Brave New World, Aldous Huxley, forward. Theodore Roosevelt in the Jamestown Exposition, 1907, it behooves us to remember that men can never escape being governed. Either they must govern themselves or submit to being governed by others. If from lawlessness or fickleness, from folly or self-indulgence, they refuse to govern themselves, then most assuredly, in the end, they will have to be governed from the outside. They can prevent the need of government from without only by showing they possess the power of government from within. A sovereign cannot make excuses for his failures. A sovereign must accept the responsibility for the exercise of power that inheres in him. Counteroffer equals a statement by the offeree which has the legal effect of rejecting the offer. You honored them with your own, conditional acceptance and, offer. You gave them the honor of paying the bill. Claim equals to demand or ask for as rightfully belonging or due to one. Conscious equals awake to one's surroundings and identity, Webster's. 
There were 13 million Native Americans in the 1600s, 200 years later there were only 250,000. Your Honor, I accept that condition on proof of claim that I do not have the paramount security interest in this property or on proof of claim that this court doesn't operate under contract or on proof of claim that you don't understand offers and acceptances or on proof of claim that the court operates strictly off of offers and acceptances or on proof of claim that I agreed by contract to serve five years in your prison. Every step of the way, you have the opportunity to rewrite the contract. No one can ever take away your unlimited right to contract. You're not trying to prove anything with a conditional acceptance, you're telling them to prove it. If they act like they've proved it, which can't be done, you ask questions. Do you have any substance to back that up? Are your documents substantiated? Do you have any witnesses? Are they willing to sign under penalty of perjury? To discharge, you need the original charging instrument. You mean there is no original charging instrument in this case. See you later. Creditors are not solely concerned with their own personal situation. It is a very powerful, when perfecting claims, to have an official, disinterested third-party witness, notary public, certify your processes and contracts. A trust is made up of three parties, grantor, truster, trustee, beneficiary. The truster puts something into trust, the trustee is charged with managing whatever is placed into trust for the benefit of the beneficiary, the beneficiary can compel the performance of the trustee. In every contract a trust is created. Anything with two signatures is a trust. They, beneficiaries, send you an offer. When you are in receipt of an offer, you become the trustee and they compel your performance in the trust. If you receive a summons or complaint and you're named as the defendant, the plaintiff is the beneficiary and they're charging you as the trustee to perform. If the trustee in any trust argues or fights their duties as trustee, any third party, mediating between the trustee and the beneficiary, will always find in favor of the beneficiary. We don't care what you have to say, trustee, just do your duty. When I hold on to an offer, I am the trustee. My performance on this offer can be compelled by the beneficiary. When I conditionally accept, which has the force and effect of a counteroffer, I have now inverted the trust and made the former beneficiary the trustee. Now I'm the beneficiary and I can compel their performance in the contract. If you're the source or initiator of a contract, you are the beneficiary. Be careful of any responses to your offer, even frivolous ones. Part of the terms of your contract may be that they respond in a certain way. However, if they respond in a way outside of that, they're attempting to create another trust, whereby you're the trustee and they're the beneficiary. Learn how to invert your trust again. You can serve in more than one role in a trust. For instance, you can be the grantor and the beneficiary, can be the grantor and the trustee, you can be the trustee and one of the beneficiaries, however, you cannot be the trustee and the sole beneficiary. You are the trustee of your public, SESTI-K, trust as well as one of the beneficiaries, the other being the public. The US, the state of Oregon, etc. benefit from the existence of your corporation. You can create record of contract without necessarily any demand or enforcement, liens, levies, liquidations, of anything. If you have not properly established a claim, if you have not been damaged or have no grounds for a claim, you don't want to get into enforcement, it may have serious repercussions. First, establish a claim. Of through a notary witness certificate of service, 10 days later a notary certificate of non-performance or non-response. A notarial protest is a certification of a dishonor. Most notaries know how to do jurats and acknowledgements, you need a notary who knows how to do presentments. A discharge is sending a liability, X, a check, to pay a debt, another liability. Set-off means matching a liability with an asset, something with intrinsic value. Let's say you did enough on a payoff statement for a house, not using a notary, and after 30 days they just do another statement. 
put together a presentment to be sent via a notarial process to have an authenticated record. UCC 9210 SEC. 9210 in the CA Commercial Code has a clause about a request for a statement of account. Request regarding a statement of account, only valid on collateralized debt, not valid with credit cards referencing 9210, pursuant to the Uniform Commercial Code Section 9 to 210, this is a record authenticated by the debtor, requesting that the recipient approve or correct a statement indicating what the debtor believes to be the aggregate amount of unpaid obligations secured by collateral as of a specified date and reasonably identify the transaction or relationship that is the subject of the request. Recipient has 14 days to comply with this request and provide an authenticated record. As of the date May 28, 2009, the creditor is ABC Bank National Association. The debtor is John H. Doe. The account hash is 01234567895. The collateral is the real property, commonly known as 111 Main Street, Eugene, Oregon 97405, County of Lane Assessors Parcel Number 12300011. Balance due, $0, I just created my statement of account for this account. If the CEO does not respond under penalties of perjury within 14 days stating otherwise, he agrees. Signed under penalty of perjury. When they don't respond, this is a zero balance account and you have a record showing this. You've got a contract showing that the CFO agreed that the account balance is zero dollars. Statutes and codes are contracts. If you don't bring the statute section or code into your contract, it has no force and effect. A statement of account not referring to the code has no force and effect in the contract. Grab that section of the code and make it part of your contract, now you can enforce it. Just like when you get a summons and complaint, the opposing attorney grabs some codes to make it enforceable. The only law in a court of law is the law you bring in there. Public corporations are bound by the codes. A presentment of notice and claim under notary seal is a letter from the actual notary, but you prepare this letter. The notary cannot engage in the practice of law. Oregon Government Code, any notary may perform any of their duties without the state of Oregon and without the United States. Notaries can operate on the private side. An unrebutted affidavit establishes the facts and the record and becomes the contract. A two-prong process. One, establishing that there is a zero dollars balance, and two, establishing other facts with a commercial affidavit. They will avoid the notary's address if they have yours. Give them only the notary's address. They are to respond only to the notary. They validate your process when they respond to the notary. If they don't meet the terms, they've also validated their dishonor. Anyone who can receive something can be made a party in a contract. There is no evidence. Is a negative averment. As creditors, we don't want to make too many positive statements but we do want to establish the facts and the record. You keep the original of the signed certificate of service, it is part of your claim, they get a reference copy. You keep your original signed complaints, legal titles, as well. The certificate of non-response is your claim. They've agreed to the contract. If they send you anything other than an acknowledgement of a $0 balance account and complete reconveyance of the deed, you now have fraud. Winston Shrout has a good notice of correction for fraud which rewrites the deed of trust with a new trustee, beneficiary and lender. Truster, you, stays the same. Designate someone you trust to be the trustee. The county probably won't want to record a notice of correction for fraud. You could take it to a judge for judicial review, then get it recorded. You could more easily turn the notice into a process and get all three parties on the original trust to agree to your new deed of trust which is being established in the notice of correction for fraud. Send a presentment through a notary to the trustee or successor trustee with a copy to the beneficiary or successor beneficiary and the lender. 
If the beneficiary is MERS, Mortgage Electronic Registration System, it is a non-existent company acting as an assignee of whoever the beneficiary currently is. An irrevocable trust clause does not pertain to anything that was founded or created on fraud. When none of them respond, you have standing, validating your new trust for which they are not even a party to. Your new trustee files a substitution of trustee at the county recorder, which they will record. Let's say there is a notice of default because you haven't paid your mortgage in several months. Your new trustee may then file a notice of rescission which cancels out the notice of default. Then he can file a deed of full reconveyance. County recorders record these kind of things all day every day. Then you can file a new deed of trust which is the only security interest in regards to your property. There are new trusters, trustees, beneficiaries, you, as long as your friend is the new trustee, lenders, you, etc., and the old parties do not have any interest in your property anymore. You might do a bill of sale prior to the new deed of trust to put a dollar amount on the new deed of trust. Winston Shrout's Phoenix Seminar goes over this. He does a bill of sale for $21 in silver, substantive money, an asset, on a house. You have a claim based on real, actual money. You don't need to do a new grant deed, unless you do a new bill of sale, you're already on the grant deed. A trust deed or warranty deed, as it is called in some states, is not a deed, it is a security interest. Fashion a new deed of trust from the old one with the same irrevocable clause. Get rid of a lot of the filler, but be complete. The simpler the contract, the more concrete the contract. In your private international claim, you may include a self-executing POA in your process to the trustee, where if they don't respond with an affidavit, they're giving you POA to sign on their behalf to substitute them out of the trust. Be careful, but you can use this, attorney in fact function, in almost any process. Much of this could be done with one GSA Form 30. Basic mortgage process, when they dishonor the F on your house, do a 9210 request for a statement of account, now you've got a zero balance on your account. Do a notice of correction for fraud whereby you recreate the trust and assign new trustee and new beneficiary. Have your new trustee file a substitution of trustee at the county and then a reconveyance of deed. The title is now in your name. Now you have to stop them in their commercial process. Have a plan. Credit card. Turn it into a claim, I gave you 30 days, notice of fault, 10 days, notice of default, you're still sending me statements alleging that I still owe the money, if you do not credit the account appropriately within 10 days, I'm going to penalize you $20,000, $1 million, whatever you want. In this process you can get them to agree to liens filed on their fixtures and assets and levies on their accounts. Go to the CC of state and file a lien for $1 million. 90 days later you can sell it to Walmart for $500,000, Walmart will collect. The IRS doesn't have the right to just levy anyone's accounts, they get agreement by sending a notice of lien that doesn't get rebutted within 10 days, nor the administrative hearing that they provide is requested. If you've been damaged and you've given them every opportunity to correct, then use these procedures, privately. If a company won't pay you what they should pay you, don't go through the courts, perfect a commercial process against them and liquidate on them. Remember conditionally accepting. Someone with no knowledge of these processes, though savvy, went to court on a traffic ticket. He stood and said, yeah, I'll pay that ticket if the cop can tell me what color my shirt was on that day. The judge looks over to the cop and asks what color was the shirt, the cop starts arguing I don't what color his shirt was, blah, blah, blah. Cop became the debtor, he became the creditor, judge found for the defendant. On another occasion, he was in court charged with crossing over the double yellow line. He said, yeah, I may have crossed over the double yellow line, but is it possible that, because I came around the corner so suddenly that I startled you that you merely presumed that I crossed over the double yellow line? 
Another conditional acceptance that one Confession and avoidance equals a plea in which the defendant admits allegations but pleads additional facts that deprive the admitted facts of an adverse legal effect. Passive acquiescence by asking a question the accuser can't answer. If the accuser can't substantiate a defect in the instrument, then the assumption is that there is no defect, what matter is it whether my signature is on it or not? Confession and avoidance has the effect of confessing while taking away any legal ramifications of the confession. A DA investigator showed up at Brandon's house with a promissory note in his hand that Brandon might have written at one time. The DA guy held it up and said is that your signature on there? Brandon answered is there a defect in that instrument? If he had said yes, Brandon could have then said well tell me the defect is and I'll correct it. If he had said no, Brandon could have asked well, if there is no defect in the instrument, then why are you here? He couldn't identify one. Why should I answer your question when you can't even answer mine? Are you telling me that you are not even qualified to make any determinations on that negotiable instrument? Why are you here? You always have the ability to correct. Also, they never have the original instrument, they always bring copies. How can that be my signature? Dash that's a copy. They can hold up a photo, is this you in this picture? Well, if it was mine, what are you doing with it? Is this your ID? Well, it says here state of California dash that must be the state of California's ID are you just being sarcastic? Well, I'll accept that, conditional on proof of claim that that card or those words on that page are me. Identification is making the same, as the name or the picture on their document. Know who you are and who you aren't. 18 way of the creditor. When encountering a claim being made against you, the power is in turning the claim upon the claimant. There has never been a claim in the public made upon you that had any substance behind it. Arguing or fighting it gives it merit without bringing a solution. Turn it around and put the burden of bringing substance to that claim upon the party making the claim. Onus provandi sp. Equals burden of proof. Conditional acceptance and confession and avoidance are two simple, effective concepts. Verification equals formal declaration made in the presence of an authorized officer such as a notary public or under oath but not in the presence of such an officer, whereby one swears to the truth of the statements in the document, an oath or affirmation that an authorized officer administers to an affiant or an opponent lacks. Verify equals to confirm or substantiate by oath or affidavit. When you request anyone to verify, you're requesting that they confirm or substantiate by oath or affidavit to swear to the truth of. The trustee in a deed of trust has the right to grant and convey the lender's interest in the property. The trustee has no right, title or interest in a property themselves. I accept their offer for releasing possession of the property, upon the condition that they provide proof of their claim in the form of a sworn statement under penalties of perjury that they have a right to the possession of the property, that they have standing in a superior interest to the defendants to that property. Will they do it? Can they do it? Can Bank ABC swear to anything? No, because it's a corporation. I want to see the real party of interest, show me Bank ABC dash have them come in and make their claim. Am I making any positive statements? No, I'm putting it on them to make positive statements. Affidavits of negative averment are not positive statements. There is no evidence, make them prove it. Averment equals positive declaration, assertion or allegation of fact. Averment does not necessarily indicate a truth. Negative averment equals an averment that is negative in form but affirmative in substance that must be proved by the alleging party. Proof equals establishment or refutation of an alleged fact by evidence, the persuasive effect of evidence in the mind of a fact finder, evidence that determines the judgment of a court, an attested document that constitutes legal evidence, the perfection of evidence. Attest equals to bear witness, testify, to affirm to be true or genuine, to authenticate by signing as a witness. You could argue, no. 
they didn't have standing, etc. Or you could accept upon proof of claim, in the form of an affidavit, that they have standing, etc. The debt and the house are not the same thing. The test of substance in a claim is usually in some form of an oral hearing. Avoid arguing the facts. Accept their position upon verification or proof of claim. Public records without verification mean nothing. Whatever anyone alleges, it's about them, not you. Accept it, but don't make up anything else about it. You can't prove anything, so don't try to prove anything, have them do it. Making statements is fighting. I can't prove anything, I just have a question. As equals in the capacity of I am here today as John Doe, secured party creditor. Two equals resulting in. Sovereignty is not subject to law, contract, it is the author and source of law, contract. Don't do business with strangers, request their name, SSN, TIN, home address. Are you refusing to identify yourself? Your Honor, I accept their position conditional upon their proof of claim that they can show that they have a superior interest to me in this property and if they cannot prove the claim in the form of an affidavit signed to under penalties of perjury, then I move that this case be dismissed with prejudice. Are there any objections? I accept that I didn't pay those payments and I accept giving you possession of the property for not making those payments condition upon you signing an affidavit stating that because I didn't make those payments, you have a right to possession over me and that your security interest is paramount to mine. 19 Creditors Forum I The issuer is the legal title holder to a document of title. Summary dissolution will remedy a marriage license. 27 CFR 72-11, all crimes are commercial. Suretyship, acceptance of liability for another's debts or obligations. Proverbs 11:15. Don't dishonor anything. Even on a three-day notice of lien, a conditional acceptance keeps them from carrying it out. If you don't respond to my three-day notice, step A, I could take it to court and get you on an unlawful detainer, step B. I just have to show the judge that I followed the steps of, section 2924 of the California Civil Code, X, and get my default judgment, step C, as you didn't show up in court. The court will give me a writ of possession, I can give that to the sheriff to do my work for me as a levying officer. There are writs of possession on both real and personal property. That's just an offer to conditionally accept it. I accept that I did something wrong, just show me what it was. If you can't show me what I did wrong, then my 1040 stands as fact and you're gonna send me my return within 30 days. Negative averment, there is no evidence that I am not correct in this matter and there is no evidence that you are not wrong in this matter, and I don't believe that any such evidence exists. You stating what is not, not what is. Be careful with positive statements that are disputable as then your whole process can fall apart. Best not to take a position on anything. Third party witness, IRS may send you a frivolous filing from Kentucky, they tell you to respond to Ogden. One person's word is hearsay. Even a friend is way better than no third party witness at all. A notary is generally best. Be careful about recontracting on the phone. If you mistakenly answer the phone, get their name, then their home address, in case you may need to make a claim, then their SSN or I. Are you refusing to identify yourself? I guess we'll have to contract by mail. I can't assure that our contracting will be of quality over the phone. When you called my phone, you agreed to be recorded for quality assurance and training purposes. You have the right to ask of them all the things they are asking of you. A cop is not satisfied with knowing your first name, he wants your license and registration. Respond to voicemails after hours and explain that you will be happy to respond to anything in writing and give your mailing address. You're now in honor. They made a request. You made a counteroffer. They're the trustee, you're the beneficiary, it's now up to them and you've given them the terms of the contract. In public dealings, never let anything go more than 30 days. 
All accounts turnover in 30 days. Some processes can be 10-day processes so it's good to always respond within 10 days. Be knowledgeable to be able to ask the right questions. For instance, I know that I reported interest income on the 1099 OID. Was that not interest income? Then show me that it was not in the form of a signed affidavit. Reinforcement, perfect your process correctly or you can go to jail. People will freak when you start putting liens on them, they have no credit, etc. They have to scare the crap out of you so that you get rid of the lien because even a judge can't do it, only you can. If you have a solid process backing up that lien, it's as good as cash if you filed it on their properties. Claims stand on evidence. If it tells you to respond to B, respond to A and CC to B. If you receive an indictment, indict them, call it a demand for payment. Black's Law, 8th Ed, calls a true bill, bill of charges signed under penalties of perjury, sworn to by claimant, an indictment. 20 titles and possessions. A split title system appeared in the 1500s. Legal title was determined in a court of law. Equitable title was determined only in a court of chancery, much like admiralty. Title equals the union of all elements as ownership, possession and custody constituting the legal right to control and dispose of property, the legal link between the person who owns property and the property itself, legal evidence of a person's ownership rights in property, an instrument, such as a deed, that constitutes such evidence, interest, possession and the bond between the possessor and the possessed. Equitable title equals the title that indicates a beneficial interest in property that gives the holder the right to acquire formal legal title. A UCC1 can be evidence and public notice of a beneficial interest in property, it can be your notice of title, list value, parcel hash, legal description, etc. Put a higher dollar amount, double the fair market value perhaps as it has sentimental value, on your claim than what they allegedly bought the property for, otherwise you may need to pay them on the back end of your deal if your interest is lower than their interest. Once the UCC1 is filed into the county where the property is held, you've got a registered, recorded claim on the property. This, with a copy of your contract, deed, can be attached to your unlawful detainer process. Obviously, if you're holding the deed, signed, sealed and delivered, that's worth more than anything filed into the county, usually, you get the original grant deed returned to you, from the county. That's your title. You want some kind of a deed from one party to another party which can be a private security agreement between you and the debtor or a notice of correction for fraud or your own self-created deed of trust, appointing trustee, truster, beneficiary. It could also be a trust indenture document where the grantor or the previous grantor or truster is granting and conveying their interest to you for some debt owed to you or they're appointing you as trustee on the property, placing the property under your title or pacing the interest on the property over to you. Has to be signed, sealed, delivered. If your property is foreclosed upon, chances are that the grant deed in your name is still there. You have an interest in the property. Convey your interest to a trustee. The trustee then has standing to file a UCC1 on the property. Whoever has possession doesn't need to file a procedure, but still you want to hang on to it. Every person foreclosed upon had a superior title or interest. Don't walk away if you're kicked out, foreclose on them. If you're only looking for a writ of possession, you're not selling it, yet. Before or when selling it, you have to give notices to everyone who has encumbrances on the title, then it's going to come down to whoever has the superior title, that's who gets paid first. When you get into a property, convey it, put a trustee on it, put a security interest on it. Then, you have a superior claim into the future. You could foreclose on yourself or have your trustee foreclose on you. And then you're going to get paid. If there's a tax lien, IRS, FTB, etc., gets paid before mortgage liens. A UCC1 is a commercial lien, make it for double what the property is worth so you don't have to divvy it out among the other lien holders. 
If you've got the superior, earlier lien greater than the market value of the property, you walk away with all the money. Legal title equals a title that evidences apparent ownership, but does not necessarily signify full and complete title or a beneficial interest. Trustees hold legal title and control the property. Your brother may be the trustee and have a $10 million security agreement on the property. When your UCC1 is filed into the county, the value of your claim is $10 million. Title doesn't determine possession. Paramount title equals a title that is superior to another title or claim on the same property. Deed equals a written instrument, on parchment, vellum or other like paper, by which land is conveyed, at common law, any written instrument that is signed, sealed and delivered, and that conveys some interest in the property, a written instrument under the seal of the party executing it, in popular acceptance, any formal conveyance for the transfer of land or of an interest therein. All deeds are documents, not all documents are deeds. Writing on a wall or a tattoo may be documents, but they are not deeds. Any instrument under seal is a deed if it is made between private persons and it has been signed, sealed and delivered. A deed must either, a, affect the transference of an interest, right or property, or b, create an obligation binding on some person or persons, or c, confirm some act whereby an interest, right or property has already passed. A bond always has a surety. A warranty deed tells the party who is being granted property that the title is clear, with encumbrances. A trustee's deed upon sale is a conveyance made without warranty. Said trustee may have possession, but may not have the only interest or even paramount interest in the property. Grant deed equals a deed containing or having, implied by law, some but not all of the usual covenants of title, especially a deed in which the grantor warrants that he or she has not previously conveyed the estate being granted, and has not encumbered the property except as noted in the deed, and will convey to the grantee any title to the property acquired after the date of deed. Grant deeds usually indicate the tax, but not the actual dollar value. Quick claim deed equals a deed that conveys a grantor's present, complete interest or claim in certain real property, but neither warrants nor professes that the title is valid. There is no implication of good title or any title. Such a deed in no way obligates the grantor. In the deed of trustee sale, the grantor is the trustee. The trustee may have no interest in the property, in which case, no interest will be conveyed. If he acquires interest, i.e. acquires possession, after executing deed, he retains such interest. If, however, the grantor in such deed has complete ownership at the time of executing the deed, the deed is sufficient to pass such ownership. Possession is 9-10-THS of the law. The grantor can convey an interest in property. A deed must be signed, sealed and delivered by someone not necessarily with any interest in the property. Literally, I could write up a deed on Ken's house, and sign, seal and deliver it to someone else and that person could actually use that document to foreclose on Ken. This is what's happening to everyone who is losing their property. In a trustee's deed upon sale, the foundation of the deed is an accounting entry. Zero tax is paid on a trustee's deed upon sale because it is only a bookkeeping entry, they didn't sell the property and that's why you still have the grant deed. The former lender discounted the value of a debt on their ledger and compelled the trustee, because they were the beneficiary of a trust, to execute a deed, signed, sealed, and delivered on the property. The trustee may only acquire interest afterward executing the deed, this is what an unlawful detainer hearing is for. You've got three years to take that property back. Paying with silver, 21 silver dollars or more, is not subject to regulation. Jurisdiction can't recognize real money. Paramount interest is not necessarily, ever, a factor nor an issue in an unlawful detainer hearing. Superior title doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with title. Possession is all that matters, and, at the hearing, all that can be argued is process.
were the necessary steps completed or not. CA Civil Code 2924 Requirements for Filing an Unlawful Detainer, 3-Day Notice to Quit, It's a Commercial Process, and Evidence of a Deed that has been signed, sealed and delivered. There's only two witnesses, sometimes only one who testifies that they served the 3-Day Notice on the house. The trustee doesn't show up, no claims are made about the validity of their title. A second person, or sometimes the same person, testifies as to the delivery of the deed. If you have no response to those two things, they're going to walk right over you. You have five days to respond to an unlawful detainer hearing. In that five days, the only thing you can bring up to the judge that will stop that hearing is that you didn't get notice. Otherwise, they get their writ of possession. Winston Shrout's notice of correction for fraud on a deed of trust is a deed. A deed is a bond. If signed, sealed and delivered, it conveys interest of property to a new trustee. File a UCC1 on that property, even after possession has been exchanged. Brandon prefers to have another party involved, because filing a UCC1 on yourself is fine if you know what you're talking about regarding the inversion of the trust, but most people will look at you like you're insane. You file a security interest on yourself. Some counties will reject your filings. So get a trustee. Convey your interest in the property to the trustee. Have the trustee give the three-day notice to a process server. Have your process server serve the three-day notice on the property. After three days, file your unlawful detainer hearing. Put your notice of hearing to whoever the alleged current owner is. They have five days to respond. You will attach your evidence of title to the unlawful detainer hearing. It gives you standing to make the claim. If they don't show up, you get a summary judgment and a writ of possession. You hand your writ over to the sheriff. He goes over to the house, breaks through the door and changes the locks and gives you possession of the property. Everything is contract. Get familiar with your state's codes, statutes and laws about unlawful detainer, because you want to determine what the requirements for serving the three-day notice are and you want the sheriff to enforce your contract. In California, certified mail plus posting on the door is proof of service. If someone acquires some property in this regard, but they do not have the grant deed, and you who are being thrown out refuse to sign out on the quit claim deed, that leaves the property with an encumbrance. The party that wants to move in does not have clear title. Make a presentment to those who have clouded your title that they have 10 days to pay you a million dollars, or whatever you value your security interest to be, otherwise they agree to give you specific power of attorney to terminate their interest in the property, they agree that your interest is superior and that you are the only one who can file all reconveyances and quit claim deeds on their behalf. Debt has nothing to do with interest or title to property. If you've got an account to settle, then you better settle that account, but that has nothing to do with possession of the property. If you take possession of it and make your claims to clear your encumbrances off the property, when they default on your process, you file a couple of quit claim deeds on the property, then a couple of reconveyances and you've got clear title. If you notice of correction for fraud or deed of trust is supported by a surety, GSA 28, and they do not have a surety on their bond, trustee's deed of sale is unwarranted, your deed has much more weight. This protects your property once you've taken possession of it and keeps each side from continually foreclosing on each other. You have as much power as anyone else in the world of contracting. There's no limit to interest or penalties in private contract. Code is not automatically attached to private contract. If it serves you to attach it, then mention it. If you put that this contract is only to be interpreted under Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution, private individual's right to unlimited contract, you've excluded the codes. In any processes, if you meet the requirements for writs of execution, attachment, possession, mandamus, etc., the court will enforce your will via the sheriff's department or someone else. File a security interest on your friend's property and foreclose on him before the bank does. If you don't have a contract with the bank, 
they can't take possession away from you. Whenever you're dealing with corporations, you are the real party of interest. The real party of interest can make his or her claim at any time and even literally get rid of the prosecutor. In the US versus John Doe, US can't fit into the courtroom. John Doe can claim to be US, do you have any evidence that he is not? And fire the attorney. If you were out of town or somehow didn't receive an offer timely, write back, in regard to your letter dated this is my timely response, this letter or notice not received by me until. Counter offer. 21 Private International Remedy Demand, July 2, 2009. All commercial demands for remedy are a four-step process. They can be used in regard to a third-party collector in almost any situation including creditor or even IRS. Does anyone at Visa have any first-hand knowledge of anything? They need you to prove everything. Fictions can't make claims. Nobody working for the fiction can make a claim. When you step out of it, negative averment, conditional acceptance counterclaim, they have to prove, I accept, I just need some verification of it, someone to attest to it. Their arguing and fighting gives merit to your claim. If no one can verify, there is no claim. Bonafide, verified claims can be attested and sworn to, affirmed or sworn to by someone, under their full commercial liability and or under penalty of perjury, with first-hand knowledge. First-hand knowledge, Sally, did you witness the purchases? Numbers on a piece of paper don't mean or prove anything. Seeing numbers on a computer is not first-hand knowledge. If there is no claim, your business is concluded. Do you have an affidavit of debt? No? Then, are you trying to extort me? You have no claim without an affidavit. You sign your negative averment under penalty of perjury. There is no evidence of debt and affiant believes that no such evidence exists. No one there can sign a positive averment under penalty of perjury or unlimited commercial liability. Step 1. Respondent's Private International Remedy Demand Step 2. Notice of Fault and Opportunity to Cure Step 3. Notice of Default. You now have their agreement. Step 4. Enforcement Step 1. Respondent's Private International Remedy Demand No abbreviations in the respondent's address at the top left. Zip code in brackets, it's not there, also keeps you out of the jurisdiction of the democracy. If you use a notary witness, the notary can use certified mail. This example is registered but it does not make use of a notary. It registers your claim. Words that follow here and after and start with a capital letter are defined however you want them mean. Definitions are lacking in the constitution, but rarely should one write a contract without definitions in it. Typically, we don't use code, but Title 15 of the US Code is positive law. You may not be in the jurisdiction where Title 15 applies, but the debt collector and the respondent are. Every code reference is in brackets. We're asking for verification in a conditional acceptance. You don't have a contract with a third-party debt collector and they have no verification that the debt is valid. Debt Collector Disclosure Statement 54 questions that every debt collector is dying to answer. Jaywalking Ticket Plead guilty to the facts and say you want to effect payment immediately. Please let me see that original. Charging instrument, of RFE. In the oral hearing, judge, what is this Mr. Doe? This doesn't look like payment. John, I accept, your honor, condition upon proof of claim that the banker's acceptance which you hold in your hand is not sufficient to set off, settle and discharge any and all debts, liabilities and obligations associated with this matter. Is not a banker's acceptance equivalent of a bill of exchange. Would you like some time to go look up in your dictionary's banker's acceptance and bills of exchange? 22 Due Process Due process equals the simultaneous protection and enforcement of rights, the conduct of legal proceedings according to established rules and principles for the protection and enforcement of private rights, 
including notice and the right to a fair hearing before a tribunal with the power to decide. While you're enforcing your rights, you have to protect the rights of those you are forcing your claim on. X. You've made a payment to some bank or debt collector with a banker's acceptance which has the force and effect of a BOE, bill of exchange, and now you want to force your private right, while protecting the bank's rights. If you don't get your remedy within the time allotted, next step is notice of fault slash opportunity to cure. Notice comes before judgment. Hey, watch out, a judgment is about to be made. When you do your process through a notary, the notary is adjudicating a judgment that a performance or response did not happen. The notary is your tribunal. 2. Common law, third party, no interest in the matter, witnesses, one being the adjudicator, are equal to a notary. I witnessed a process as the designated acceptor and I did not receive any response. The determination or adjudication is made. Tribunal equals a committee or board appointed to adjudicate a particular matter or something that has the power to determine or judge. Every commercial process has three steps. 1. Getting in control, accepting an offer or making an offer or counteroffer, CAF, making you the trust beneficiary with the capacity to compel performance of the trustee offeree. When the offeree accepts, the offeree then has legal title as the trustee, the counteroffer consists of terms demanding performance of the offeree within a set amount of time, 30 days, notice in other words, of what will be the consequences of the default. Affecting payment or remedy. The notice of fault slash opportunity to cure gives them an additional 10 days. Three ratification equals confirmation and acceptance of a previous act, thereby making the act valid from the moment it was done. Certification of default, private, foreign judgment ratifies your original offer at the time of the offer, the moment the original presentment was put in the mail. Good postal records are important in your process. Enforcement, in a foreign jurisdiction, the public, can also be a three-step process. One offer, i.e. order to show cause, complaint, etc. evidences the entire process of your foreign judgment, including commercial affidavit and negative averment. Two notice with proof of service. Three adjudication. Bank CFO, of process, notice of fault. Certified mail hash of the notice of fault is the case hash. Original presentment had been registered, original case hash. This step two is being done through a notary so certified mail is fine. So, there are two cases hash s, and by the time we finish, there will be three case hash s, but all three will reference the original hash. Default number four, you can now sign as attorney in fact for Bank of America, for example, or IRS, and release a lien, etc. Respondents confession of judgment stipulations, they ding your credit, they agree to pay you. $10 million. Your entire process, original offer, fault with proof of service, default with proof of service and certificate of non-response, on top, is your claim. You can now do an affidavit of obligation or an affidavit of debt and sell it if you want to, discount it to $5 million perhaps, or you've already got their permission to file encumbrances in the form of liens. You can file a UCC1 at the company recorder on any or all of their property and foreclose on them or you can enforce your private judgment through the public. They gave you permission to file writs of execution in a court which will compel them in any way you see fit. How can they argue when they've agreed to it? You can get a writ of attachment and levy their account. You can get a writ of possession and the sheriff will go get their property. You also have POA, so you can go to the company recorder and file substitution of attorneys in their name and clear the title on your house, for instance. You have the ability to contract and nobody has the ability to stop you from creating contracts. Whoever defaults has dishonored the contract and agreed to the consequences. They are enforcing private contracts against us every day. Everything in court is the enforcement of contracts. The only thing that makes their contracts more binding than yours is your agreement to it. 
You don't get a bill, you get a statement with a positive dollar amount on it, that means there's money there. Off thing gives it, signs it, over to them. The 1099A is just a reporting of it. Don't make threats, don't be a paper terrorist. In the private, it's 3 days notice, in the public it's 30 days, 10x the private. 23 Commercial Liens No one can remove your commercial lien once you've put it in place. What creates a lien right? A breach of contract. Executing a lien right on the surety is a levy. Step 1, Affidavit of Truth presented through a notary or third-party witness, unrebutted for 30 days. Aposti or certify or authenticate it for use in foreign jurisdictions. Anything with a seal on it becomes a self-authenticating document. You keep your original affidavit of truth and proof of contents mailed and original certificate of non-response. You only serve copies to the respondent. Step 2, Affidavit of Obligation, with tracer flag, makes it a security. A UCC1, Notice of Lien, can be filed based on this and then you can foreclose on them, even strict foreclosure as you've got substance backing your claim. The UCC1 is a title document, enabling you to do a writ of possession, basically unlawful detainer process. If their house is a surety, you've got a title document on their house. UCC1 must contain, legal description, assessor's parcel hash, address of the property, amount of the claim, value of your interest. Give your three-day notice on the property, go straight to unlawful detainer, get your writ of possession and the sheriff will take your house for you and then you can sell it. Don't ever file a UCC1 on anyone unless you've got a perfected process behind it. In the first page and a half of the sample template, you are establishing the laws of this contract, mostly commercial maxims relevant to your process. A publicly bonded individual, like a CFO of a corporation, must provide by law the information about their bonding company. Without walking into a court you can levy this process on their bond. Without a bond, you may have to go to court to get a writ of attachment, so that you can bring them into a court and have them deposed, and get their account hash s and property info. Necessary elements of commercial lien, maxims, our law, parties, allegations, proof of allegations, ledgering, surety, private property, bank accounts, public hazard bonds etc. Verification. Whenever a third party wants to get involved, they are John Doe 1 to 100. Proof of allegations, attach your original process or affidavit of truth, certificate of non-response in the first and or second affidavit. Ledgering was best established with the notice of default slash opportunity to cure phase of the in a title process, that way they're already in agreement with the ledgering. That the above described acts have been committed contrary to lay. Only necessary if there were criminal acts. Step 3, Notice of Fault slash Opportunity to Cure. Res judicata equals stands on its own. Stare decisis equals stand as a judgment step 4, Notice of Default. Notice of International Commercial Claim Administrative Remedy will take a lot of your work to customize it, but same ends, different means. Put a tracer flag on it if your plan is to sell this security or tade it or assign it. The accounting and true bill section is probably the most important. Demand is now made upon respondents by declarant for the sum certain of Forex. Once you're competent and confident regarding due process administrative process, there's probably no contract that you can't get a private remedy to dot there is more success with the off VS when they're done with the 28, 91, some kind of fiduciary, trustee, appointment. The GSA 91, release of personal property from escrow, is an indenture or bond, the directions to the trustee. Fiduciary appointment authorizes and establishes the name of the custodian. The 28 and 91 can be replaced by a declaration of trust signed under oath, including pledge of an asset, appointment of a trustee and indentures. CFOs can never refuse an appointment because they already are a public trustee. He or she must accept your appointment. 
Form 56 is specific to IRS matters or tax court, so usually you will not use it. A rough sample letter, parties at top, going through a notary, etc. This is my pledge of the attached or enclosed asset, of. I am hereby pledging this asset for use by the appointed fiduciary, CFO's name, here and after fiduciary. I am authorizing and appointing him for the purposes of taking this pledged asset to discharge, settle and or stoff any and all debts, obligations or liabilities associated with the above referenced account. You've got the pledge, the truster, the trustee and the indentures, so now you just have to establish the beneficiaries, for the benefit of ABC Bank, account hash, signed under oath. Form 28 is under oath, you're pledging an asset for surety. Now you've got a complete trust and you can compel their performance in the trust. Clearly delineate whatever you're requesting of them to do. Strictly speaking, you don't need the 28 and the 91, they're just templates. If you can't find out who the CFO is, use the CEO or comptroller or treasurer or president. You may have resistances from and then be invited into the public regarding your off VS or liens. A dispute that private parties cannot resolve is the only reason to have to use a public official. Calf the summons, commercial presentment from the court. I accept to allow the commissioner, X, to determine or judge the matter, upon condition that it shall be in accordance with the record and pleadings of the parties submitted herewith. The record already includes a private judgment. You say you are resolved, there is resolution via tacit acquiescence or otherwise. The judge may try to move you off your contract. He may ask are you so-and-so. You can answer, I am here as so-and-so, third-party interest intervener to help the party settle all claims outstanding. Judge may ask where were you born, you can respond so-and-so was born in Oregon. Their striving for jurisdiction takes many forms. A 1099A gives the IRS jurisdiction to step in and enforce. September 17, 1999 Guide on how to do bankers' acceptances from the Comptroller of the Currency, posted by Ryan on the Google Group on June 25, 2009. An invoice, after 90 days, is an account receivable and creates a lien right. Invoices can be sold. An affidavit of obligation 30 days old is a debt. Debt is money in a bankrupt society. If you have POA over someone in prison, you can get them out by properly using GSA 28F of individual surety, 90, release of lien on real property, 91, release of personal property from escrow, 24, bid bond, 25, performance bond, 25A, payment bond. Hartford Van Dyke did a dollar billion plus commercial lien that was thorough. He wrote a dollar billion check to Social Security just to support it. He was visited by some treasury agents and warned, then, shortly after that, he was never heard from or seen again. The Freeman of Montana came off their allodial titled property and therefore contracted. See Winston Shroud's commercial lien DVD for more info.